You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back uh, to another episode of the Four Fifth Fatherhood Podcast. Again, this is a uh, one of those in between episodes, a short episode. If you guys are watching some video, you see that I'm a festive uh, dress for holidays. Uh, I'm actually taking my kids to Disneyland today uh, to see all of the holiday adventures, and I got a little sniffle because it's cold out here. Um, but <clears throat> as usual, these weekly episodes are just check-ins, uh, kind of, you know, the pre-episode before the episode, the actual episode for this week is going to drop probably tomorrow. Um, it's already scheduled. Um, I just got to make sure that everything is right with the sound, but as, uh, you know, as things go, it should be good and processed by tomorrow. Um, this episode that's coming out tomorrow is with, uh, Michael Cooper. One of the first episodes that I've done with with a, with someone who isn't actually a father, um, but an interesting story uh, of a fatherhood journey. Uh, all of us have kind of been at that pre-fatherhood position, um, and this is kind of like a, a, almost a reminiscing of looking back of where I was pre-fatherhood, uh, where you guys maybe were pre-fatherhood as, as he embarks on a fatherhood journey. Um, they've had a little bit of a struggle trying to get to that point, but you know, God willing and all our prayers uh, combined, They'll get that uh, get that knocked out and then uh, he'll get to join the ranks of being a father. But great episode with a great young man uh, kind of learning about his growth and transition from being a, a, you know, being a young man whose father wasn't exactly around uh, moving away from from his hometown and, and losing some contact with his father, um, gaining contact later on, but not necessarily in the ways that maybe he wanted to. And so, you know, kind of his learning process and growing through all of that. Uh, to the point where he is now um, as an insurance broker, um, which is also something that I want to point out, too, because one of the pillars of fatherhood is finance. And, uh, you know, maybe we don't do enough talking about finance, uh, especially if we're in a fatherhood situation and we're talking about leaving a legacy. uh, Insurance is one of those things, one of those ways um, that we can leave something to our children. I know a lot of us want to build businesses and leave that to our children. We want to have real estate and leave that to our children. We want to be the right kind of man, um, be the right kind of example and role model and leave that legacy to our children. Um, but at some point, we all know that we are going to perish. We're going to pass away. Um, and then how do we leave uh, our, our children set up financially, or our children's children set up financially? Um, and so we talk about trust. We talk about uh, permanent insurance, whole term, all these different types of insurances um, and, and maybe some of the options for you guys going forward if you choose to do that. Um, I do have another episode that's a little bit further back with a financial advisor, uh, Dominic Morris. If you want to dive a little deeper um, in, into the podcast, it's one of those early episodes of season one um, that is there for you as well. But like I said, this is, is the start of something. Um, and hopefully what we're going to do with with uh, Mr. Cooper is on each episode or every other episode, I'm going to let him get like a little segment uh, where we talk about specifically finance, uh, maybe be insurance, maybe be investing, things like that, uh, just to kind of keep that plugged in. Uh, so like a two to five minute spot where he's talking about one particular thing or the other um, to kind of help you guys through. <sighs> um, 
All right. So now let's get into it, man. Um, so this week in social media, right? What the, <laughs> the conversation in the comments, and this is what I've been kind of talking about the last couple of episodes in this, in this fashion, one of these episodes where it's just me uh, talking about what's going on. And the conversation in the comments has been interesting to say the least. Um, there's a lot going on. I think, I think the initial, uh, some of the initial posts are still bringing in a large amount of traffic. Uh, the, the, the be a warrior, uh, be a beast post, um, has, has really, <laughs> really either gotten some people fired up or got some people pissed off. Right. And there's this conversation of, um, what is a warrior? And I think that's probably one of the main things is like, what is a warrior? What does warrior mean to you? And I think it can have a lot of different definitions. And I talked about this last time is like, when you talk about warrior, you immediately think of war. But since most of us aren't soldiers, we have our own individual daily wars that we're going through. And so being able to be a soldier in your own personal war, um, you know, your own personal uh, situation, the thing that you're going through, the things that you're working through, um, the situations that you're in, you are a, a, a you are at war. OK, um, I think if we think about the body. Human body is always in a constant uh, work to get to homeostasis, right? To a perfect balanced situation. Um, and I think you like your body are always trying to find a perfect balanced situation. So you're doing a little bit of fighting, uh, and, and, and maneuvering and gesturing and posturing to try to get to it, what you would consider a perfect situation. So I think, uh, you know, ex the example that he used in that particular setting is, is, a, and again, it's a very small clip of a longer conversation where he says to get unfat. I think people missed the first line, but what he says before that was being control of your body. Um, and I talked about this last time. If you aren't in control of your body, if you're not in control of your body, it is, is not possible, uh, for you to do a lot of things, right? Because, <laughs> In order to control your body, you have to be in control of your mind. So there's kind of that combo thing. Those two things go together without saying, right? Because if you are on a quest to control your body, you have to first control your mind, which moves your body, right? Um, but a lot of people missed that, and a lot of people got focused on the fat fit thing, right? Um, that's that. Being an alpha is still out there. A lot of people confused. I think it's just confusion on what words are, right? Because we we find these words and we throw them out there and we use them and we hear them and they, and they become these buzzwords. I, I saw somebody posting several times about narcissism. It's an actual clinical term. Shouldn't be a term that's thrown around by just anybody who doesn't have the, the knowledge to throw it around. Um, uh, I posted another uh, couple of videos. One, I think that I, I think that probably should have got a lot more response. Um, because it's a bit more important. Um, and it's by a, a rabbi, actually. And he's talking about uh, if you spoil your children, you'll have to raise your grandchildren. But if you raise your children, you can spoil your grandchildren. I think that's really important. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of like comment on it, but a lot of people missed it because I think, you know, there's so many people looking for uh, controversy in the comments. Um, but this one is, 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 is a little deeper than the surface, right? Because a lot of times we are, uh, you know, we want to give our children what we didn't have. We want to pour into them and provide for them the opportunities that we didn't have as children. We want to give them um, all of the things we didn't have. And so we're working and grinding and striving to be able to provide for them a life that, that we didn't have. Um, 
But if we do that and we don't provide context around it and we don't teach them the lessons to uphold it and we don't teach them the hows, the whys and the whats and we just give, give, give without teaching them how to give themselves or to receive uh, graciously um, without expectation, then we set them up. And that's that's what I think spoiling is. Right. Um, I don't have a problem. Like I said, I'm going to Disneyland with my kids. We just went to Disneyland too. We, we go, like I give and pour into them um, as much as I can because not necessarily because I didn't get it, but because I, I love them and I love, you know, the things that they're doing and I want to be able to sow seeds in them and, and do all these different things and, and with them because I love them. But I'm also, and they'll tell you that I, I, there's a lot of lessons going on, right? So it's got to be a balance of the two. I think when you're just giving, giving, giving um, and pouring out and not teaching the lesson behind it, that is spoiling, right? Because then as they grow, they start to expect these things. And this is where we talk about entitlement. They're now thinking that they're entitled to a certain thing or a certain amount of things. And when they don't get them, they have an attitude or they have issue. Uh, they don't want to work for anything, Um those are terrible traits to have as an adult because the world is not going to give you anything. You're going to have to work for everything you get. And even the things that you think you are getting for free, somebody, maybe even you had to work for those things to happen, right? Somebody, everything has a price. Everything has a price and somebody's going to pay the price, whether it be you now, you in the future, you in the past, or somebody, you know, somebody's paying the price for whatever it is that you're getting. And I think those are lessons that we have to teach our children. If we don't, then they become spoiled and then they, they have kids. And now you got to raise those kids because those kids typically are the product of parents who are entitled, who have issue, who uh, don't have uh, the maturity and responsibility that maybe they need to have a child. Right. And so that was one of the ones that I thought was really, you know, really prolific. And I, I enjoyed uh, the message there. Um, Along those lines, there's a post from, uh, from uh, Ryan Clark uh, from the Pivot podcast where he's talking about how he just gives, gives, gives to his child um, because they didn't ask to be here. Um, he gives uh, and sows and, and provides for them without any expectation, uh, without, uh, you know, wanting something back in return because he loves them. And that allows him to love them unconditionally because he's not giving with the thought that maybe sometime down the line, I'll be getting this back. He's just giving to them because they deserve it. Um, and they, and he loves them and he has it so he can give it. Right. Um, and then people have problem with that. Like <laughs> if that man wants to give to his children, let him give to his children. I don't, I think when we see these posts and we get like 30 seconds, a minute, seven seconds, 15 seconds, we allow our imagination to run away with us and, and like start to put all of these different things into play. I think somebody say like, um, you're not teaching them any lessons. All you're doing is teaching them how to take. And that's what's wrong with the world today. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> also they're learning how to give unconditionally. I think there's only a few times in our lives where we get unconditional love. That's one from our parents, if we're lucky. And then two from maybe our spouse. But even then it's a, what have you done for me lately kind of situation? Because if you start not doing what you're supposed to do, you ain't gonna get the same love, right? So if a child is only going to, or a person is only going to get unconditional love from one place and one place only in their entire life, then it's really important for us to do that, right? Because they need to experience, everybody deserves to experience unconditional love. 
And if not from you as their parent, then from who? Right. Um, so, you know, for people to have some issue with that and be like, you know, you're creating ungrateful kids. I don't know. I don't know about that. Right. Because you as a, a person in America have freedom that nobody, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to do anything. You just woke up one day and had freedom. Right. Like you didn't have to work for it. Does that make you ungrateful for the freedom you have? Like are you unappreciative? Then that might be a you problem, <laughs> not like a world problem or a person problem. Um, trying to think there was another one, uh, uh, a post from uh, Princess Powell, I believe his name is. Um, and it was a poem called The System that he did on an award show some, some years back. And I remember seeing it then and thinking, wow, this is super powerful. Um, and it popped up on my timeline. Um, so I, you know, I was like, oh man, there's one particular part though, where he talks about, um, you know, giving your children to the system and the system is going to program them to Viacom and, and, you know, download these, uh, these, these ideas into their head. Um, especially young men, um, uh, but also young women. Um, and, and it's, it's true. Uh, if we aren't, if you aren't raising your children, right? If you aren't raising your children, somebody else is going to, if you aren't present and available, right? As a father, if you are not present and available, somebody else is going to father those children. Everybody gets fathered to an extent, right? Is it the type of fathering that we want for your children to have? Because if you aren't there as a father, right? And this is where we talk about like daddy issues, kids and, and women and men, as they get older, have daddy issues. Because they are seeking, if everybody needs one, it wouldn't be an issue if no one needed a father. It wouldn't be a daddy issue. We wouldn't be seeking our relationships with the wrong people later on in life if we didn't need a father, right? If we don't have a father, we actively seek it out, whether we know it or not. We have uh, people that we look up to for whatever reason. We can't understand why uh, when, when a, a popular speaker says something that resonates so deeply with us, um, you know, or, or like a father figure, an older person in our community, we just like love being around them. Or uh, when we're a young kid, we look up to the older boys in the neighborhood because they are they're not father figures, but they're an older presence that we, you know, we look up to uh, sports uh, personalities, uh, people on TV, actors, um, now even influencers on social media. Everybody's seeking a father. If you have a good father, you don't have to look so hard. Right. Then everybody else becomes a supporting cast. You may have a great father, but you have a good coach as well. And he's like a supporting cast, like he's supporting what your father is saying. You're, you see some of the same values. Right. I think as a father, you want to be the superstar uh, in that child's life as far as fatherhood is concerned. I want to be the superstar for my children. I want to show up for them as the ideal man. Right. The ideal person as far as manhood and fatherhood is concerned. So that when they get older, when my daughters get older, when they're looking for someone to be in their life, if it's a if it's a male or female, I don't know what their situation is going to be, but they're looking for someone who loves them like I love them who loves uh, in a relationship like they see me love their mother, who uh, has the integrity that I have, who carries himself the way I am, that's responsible, who uh, is, is, you know, has, has some things in order and does things in a certain way. Um, we are a mirror for them, whether we're sons or daughters, right? Because 
your son will look in that mirror and see himself when he sees you, right? He he, he looks at you and he's like, oh man, I kind of walk like that, talk like that, I could be like that. Um, and then your daughters look at you and they may feel the same way in some regards and some of your characteristics and mannerisms. Um, because I know sometimes my sisters do things that my dad does and I see them do it and I'm like, oh, you act like you sound like that. Um, you know, and that's not being masculine or anything. It's just certain mannerisms and things that he does and says and how he moves. I see them do it, too, because they looked in the same mirror that I looked in. Right. They saw the same image that I saw. And so when they go out and look for relationships and here's the problem, um, you know, you have to make sure that when you are in a relationship and I think this is super important. So I'm just going to stop talking about social media for a second and just jump on this bandwagon. I know a lot of us are not in relationship with the mother of our child anymore. Right. Like if marriages are ended up 50 percent in divorce. Right. That means 50 percent of us are not any longer with the woman we were married to to have kids with. Right. If you were never even married, you probably definitely aren't with the person you had a kid with. So there are a whole bunch of kids out here that don't have a father in their life. Right. Um, they also now probably don't have a good example of a relationship. Right. Because mom and dad couldn't keep a relationship. That's tough. That's going to manifest somewhere, right? In some relationship. And so if you aren't able to, you know, work through whatever your issues are with your, your significant other, your wife, you guys divorce and, and or you and your, your lady, you break up. And now you guys are co-parenting, trying to raise this child and maybe parallel parenting where you guys don't interact with each other, but you parent on, you know, two, two different levels. Um, then it's, super important that even in that situation as a co-parent as a as a parallel parent that they see how you interact with their mother because they love their mom just like they love you when you're disrespectful to mom it's like being disrespectful to them and i've said this before children see their world as a circle and they're in the center so everything around them to probably the the time that they're in their teens and maybe even longer depending on the child the world revolves around them, right? Because that's just the way it is. Like we all felt that way at some point, right? Our friends are our friends. We don't even know who else they're friends with, right? Um, mom and dad are our mom and dad, right? We don't even know that they have another identity. And so as a kid, when they see mom and dad have beef, if the world revolves around me, that beef must be around me. Must be something I did, must be something I said. And if you talk to young children, whose parents are going through divorce, a lot of them feel like they are responsible, like they're the reason. Um, young kids whose parents split up, they feel like they're the reason. Mom and dad couldn't stay together and they can't agree on things re re relating to me, right? So be very careful how you manage that relationship. I know you don't like her. I know she's doing the things that she, you can't stand her. She's dragging you in court. She's lying on you. She's doing all this stuff in public, like all of these things. I get it. I get it. And I know it's easier said than done, but you have to understand at the end of the day, it's for your kids. Right. And so you're going to have to, uh, like I always say, you're going to have to father forward through that mess and try to find a way to function with that woman uh, so that your child benefits. And it's tough. I get it. I look, I, I, I told you guys before, I'm dealing uh, not dealing with this specifically, but I'm working with gentlemen who are going through a similar situation um, or going through tough breakups and long divorces and custody battles. And I, I look, bro, I get it. Um, but the reality is, is as a father. This is where you become a warrior.
this is your warrior period, right? When people are like, oh, I'm not a warrior. I'm a doctor. Oh, I'm not a warrior. I'm a carpenter. I get it. That's what you do. But th- th- these are, this is your war right now. You're going to have to be a warrior. You got to warrior through this thing. You're going to have to father forward and get through this, right? Like it, it, when, when, the, when, the, when Nick says be a warrior, right? Be a beast mentally. You're going to have to be a warrior to get through a divorce and get through a custody battle. You're going to have to be a beast and stand up in the face of all of this negativity that's coming at you. You're going to have to be a warrior to figure out how to finance this, this situation, right? Because divorce ain't cheap, right? Like they say, it's cheaper to keep her, right? Divorce ain't cheap. Then you split up. You went from two incomes to one income. Now you got to find a house to live in or an apartment or whatever. You went from owning to, uh, to renting again. Like all of these things happen, right? And you're going to have to continue to father forward because the kid doesn't understand. And I put this out there before. Your kids don't care about excuses, right? And if they're young enough, they don't even understand explanations, <laughs> right? So you really have to uh, show up, as I said before, as a superhero, as a warrior for your child. Um, closing notes, uh, as we move forward, uh, holiday season, I'm still going to post episodes cause I got several of them recorded ahead of time. Um, I'm going to try to get this, uh, type of episode out earlier in the week next week so that we can kind of, you know, go into the new year, um, without, or sorry, going to Christmas holiday without, uh, you know, me trying to drop an episode on Christmas day or something crazy and get cussed out by my family. <laughs> um, so be looking forward to come out a little earlier next week. Probably the same thing with the actual weekly episode. Probably do like Tuesday, Wednesday of next week instead of Friday, Saturday. Um, if you listen to the last episode, 2-8 Bands um, sponsored that episode. 2-8 uh, Bands at, at T-W-O-8-B-A-N-D-Z.com. 2-8 uh, Bands. I actually have some around here somewhere. Um, I used them this morning to work out. I should have recorded it. Um, Oof, right. Adding bands to the workout allowed me to get a lot more done. Um, I use them to kind of add volume to my workouts. So I'll have my typical exercises that are on my program. And then in between, I'll do something with the band that's supplemental. Like I had bench and then I did banded pushups in between. Um, I had squat and then I did uh, some crab walks. So I put it around my, my knees um, and did some crab walks to get the glutes and, and hamstrings a little bit more. Um, great addition to a workout, great addition to a program. Uh, so two, eight bands. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm missing. Oh man, listen, for those of you that are going through custody battles, going through struggles, going through issues with, 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 and that was one of the things too, I posted, uh, earlier, uh, this week about single father, single mothers. Um, women keeping men out of their children's lives, um, putting up barriers so that, you know, the, the dad looks like a bad guy, um, all those things, right? As we go into the holiday season, um, just understand that Christmas is on the calendar on a specific day, but the calendar does not tell you when you need to celebrate Christmas. Um, if this year it does not fall on your day, or if this is her year, um, just understand that Christmas can be on the 24th. It could be on the 20th. It could be January 5th, right? Christmas is about you spending time with your child um, and they ain't going to be mad at having two Christmases, right? So, um, you know, try to figure out how to maybe create some new traditions that you guys do together. 
um, if, if you are split up and aren't doing the normal traditions, um, look at opportunities to um, uplift the child, um, communicate with your, your baby's mom. Uh, with your with your the mother of your child if they're older right you don't call them baby mama no more when they're 15 but the mother of your child and figure out how you can uh, navigate this tough time of year if you end up on one of these holidays by yourself if you end up on Christmas Day by yourself find something to do don't sit there and sulk um, last but not least uh, very important gentlemen men fathers uh, brothers if you are suffering Remember that we do not need to suffer in silence. There is no need for us to suffer in silence. The idea of being a stoic man who holds his emotions in is long gone. There are too many opportunities where men like you and I, uh, where we actually need to express ourselves, where we hold it all in, right? We can only put so many things inside before it comes spilling out, right? If we have a bottle, if we have a jar, uh, if we have a glass, we can take things and we can put it in and we can pour into those things, but eventually it spills over. So do do me a favor. Do you a favor. Do your kids a favor. You have to empty that glass. You can't keep pouring in more emotion and more trauma and more stress and more anger and more frustration and just keep bottling it up because eventually it's going to spill out. And uh, it's going to be something you're going to regret. OK, so um, reach out if you need help. Talk to somebody, uh, counselors, uh, friends, family. Don't hold it in, brothers. Like it, it is, it's not going to be beneficial to you. Nobody is going to be at this day and age. It's 2022 going into 2023. Um, it's OK to not be OK. You can not be OK and, and talk to somebody about it. You don't have to. Uh, you know, when somebody asks you, how's everything going? You say, all right. If it's just somebody on the street, yeah, you don't, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, man, you won't believe it. And you just pour everything out on them. But you know I mean when your homies, your circle of friends, right? That's why I say it's important to have a band of brothers, a circle of friends. Um, you can shoot me a message on Instagram if you're, if you're following me at Forfeit Fatherhood, uh, the number four. Um, shoot me a message. There's tons of guys in the DMs uh, in, in our men's group where we're just talking about things that are going on. Man, it's real life out here, right? And if you don't have somebody to lean on, don't have a support system, I'm here. Um, I'm not a professional, but I can point you in the direction of professionals. Um, I can help you uh, maybe talk through some of those things because you don't have to do this alone, right? This is not. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to support a man, right? This is why villages exist, because people need support. This is why humans are, quote unquote, pack animals, because you could definitely do it all on your own. But do you have to? Should you do it right? I can drive a car with just my feet. I've done it before. Right. Just pedals and my knees to steer the wheel. But is that the safest way to do it? Right. I think we all know that we should be reaching out, but I think there's pride that gets in the way. Um, I think there is uh, judgment from others that gets in the way. I think there's shame that gets in the way. Um, but those are all real feelings. Those are all real feelings. Um, and I think the more we embrace our feelings, the more we understand emotional intelligence. And that's one of the episodes you go back, look at emotional intelligence. It's one of the, the things that as we are more self-aware, we are more socially aware, 
we are more aware of our emotions and our intent, then we can act accordingly. We show up better in the world and we can process bad feelings and bad situations a little bit better. Um, you understand that you are needed. The world needs you, right? God didn't put you here for no reason. You are absolutely needed. Uh, your kids need you. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. And this band of brothers needs you, right? So if you feel alone, man, reach out. I got your back. It's not just me. It's a whole fatherhood, right? It's the hood. <laughs> put it on the hood, man. Put it on the hood, right? If something's going on, put it on the hood. Reach out to another father because he'll understand. Put it on the hood, right? All right, man. Look, have a blessed day. Have a blessed weekend. If I don't see you on social media, if you don't message me or anything like that. Oh, uh, podcast uh, on YouTube, right? Uh, um Instagram at forfitfatherhood, the number four. Um, yeah, man, that's it. See you dudes later. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.